Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish Luke chapter 2. We're going to be in verse 52, which is both helpful when we stop to think about how we can apply it to ourselves or to those we love. By the way, I'm going to do that by the end of this devotion with relationship to my son who's turning 18 today. But it's also perplexing when we slow down and think about what it means for Jesus, this God-man who came to earth to redeem sinners to their creator. This is right after the episode where Jesus stays behind in Jerusalem and goes to the temple while his parents go back home and kind of lose him after the Passover when he was 12 years old. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So I read a few different commentaries on this and the simplest one broke these four things down like this. Jesus increased in wisdom, that is in his intellectual knowledge and understanding. He increased in stature, that is his physical stature and he advanced in years. He increased in favor with God, that's his spiritual growth, and in favor with man, his social growth. What is initially perplexing about this is the thought that Jesus, who was God, he's the second person of the Trinity. As I mentioned before, Colossians says that everything that was made was made through him. So he had a key role in the creation of the universe. And now he's a human and he's needing to increase in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Wouldn't you think that the eternal God-man would already be fully developed in those ways? And the fact that he had to increase in these areas, does that undermine his divinity? Well, the answer to that question is obviously no, not at all. But why or how? When you go all the way back to Genesis, scripture teaches us about Adam in the Garden of Eden with Eve, his wife. And Adam and Eve fell into sin. And since then, every human has been stained with sin, with a penchant to rebel against God. Scripture says we are his enemies because of the sin that is in us. We disobey. We're obstinate. We oppose what God wants to do in our very nature. And so as God put together a redemptive plan that would give people an opportunity to be reconciled to their creator, despite the fact that they're sinful, his plan involves sending Jesus, who would live a perfect life that we can't live, who would die a death that we can't die, which sufficiently atoned for or paid for the sin that we're guilty of. And then he rose again, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, so that anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ can have his righteousness attributed to their account and can have the penalty they owe God for their sin marked paid because of what Jesus did on the cross. Elsewhere in scripture, Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. The first Adam didn't get it right and he failed. The second Adam, Jesus, got it right and paved a way for men and women who trust him to be forgiven and reconciled to God. In order for this second Adam to truly be effective, he had to be human in every way. We talked about that a couple days ago. He came as an embryo. He didn't show up as a 30-year-old fully developed man. Scripture says he was tested in every way yet without sin. Here's another verse from Hebrews 2 verse 17. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God in order to make atonement for the sins of the people. So according to the plan of God, Jesus had to show up in a form and as a person that needed to develop and grow on this earth in a way that is similar to how we develop and grow. Now there are obvious differences because he was God and he was without sin, but that doesn't 
mean that his need to increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man sabotages his divinity. So let's turn the corner on this. Not only does this verse give us some insight about the character of God, the nature of Jesus Christ, but I think it gives us a great template for where our focus should be as we train up children to be effective followers of Christ, to be effective servants of God. I serve on the board of directors for a Christian school. I get to coach high school boys basketball, and I get to raise four kids of my own. My son Mason turns 18 today. 18 is that proverbial finish line in many parents' minds, but it's far from a finish line in mine. It's just another step in the road. My daughter Gentry turned 12, that's the age Jesus was in this text, two days ago. And as I've studied this verse, it's dawned on me that my prayer for my kids since they were born, as well as the intentional investment that my wife and I have made in their lives, align very closely with these four areas. And so I'm going to close this devotion in prayer today for my son Mason, but it could just as well be for my daughter Gentry or my other daughters or the guys on my basketball team or the kids in our Christian school or the kids of families who we go to church with or the young people in your lives who you desire to see become servants of the Lord for all of their days. So let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for Mason. Thanks for bringing him into our family. Thanks for the 18 years that we've been able to spend with him and we're looking forward to many more. Lord, I want to pray that you would continue to develop his intellect and help him to be wise. We don't want him to just have factual information in his head, but we want him to be able to apply it with wisdom. Your word says that if we ask for wisdom, you'll grant it. And I'm asking that you'd help Mason increase in wisdom as he navigates this culture as a young man who wants to serve you. And I pray for him to continue to increase in stature. It wasn't long ago he was a scrawny little kid. In the last couple years, he's developed and grown, and it's been fun to watch. But I pray even going forward that you continue to help him to advance in years, that you would protect him physically, that he could live out a full and healthy life, and that he'd be an effective instrument in your hand for decades to come. Lord, I also pray for him socially, that you'd help him to develop relationships with other people that would be pleasing to you, and that would help to advance your kingdom. Lord, if it's your will that Mason gets married, I pray that you would raise up for him a woman who walks with Christ, who trusts your word, and who's willing to live according to the design that you give. And Lord, as I pray for him socially, I have to acknowledge that just as was the case with Jesus, there's going to be a point at which he's going to be rejected by people for what he believes. So my prayer for him to develop socially isn't one where I'm asking that he get along with everybody all the time and in every situation, but that you would surround him with a solid group of believers who can strengthen him in his walk with you. And beyond that, that he get along with people and have good relationships with others to the degree that it's possible without compromising the truth about who you are. Finally, I pray that you would continue to help him develop spiritually. Of course, that begins with his faith in Christ, which I believe he has, but then that extends to him developing a deeper understanding of who you are through your word, that you put him in a place where he can be regularly exposed to truth, that when doubt comes or that when crises come into his life, that those things would ultimately strengthen his faith, not deteriorate it. Lord, thank you for the time, the hours, the days that we've been able to invest in our relationship with Mason. We look forward to much more of that as we transition from just being parents and a son to brothers and sisters in Christ and lifelong dear friends. Lead us and guide us and bless us so that that is as effective and as abundant as possible. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to 
our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.